0: Hey, hey, Annika here. Let's talk about change. In conversations around change and how hard it is with change, I always feel like an alien. (laughs) For as long as I can remember, forever, I have enjoyed change. Maybe I don't look at it the right way or I just don't get it, but I have always enjoyed the knowing that change is growth. You're going to get better, no matter how hard it may feel in the moment to do things in a new or different way you still know that it's for a result that will bring you more satisfaction, a reward you really want. I learned this morning that this is called the reward response. It has to do with what stimulates the brain and where we invest or waste brain energy. Everything you can turn into a habit is saved brain energy. Mark Zuckerberg, for example, the founder of Facebook, saves brain energy by selecting one color of t-shirt, one model, Same, 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 every day, he saves an incredible amount of brain energy, never having to wonder about what to wear. Lots of people do this, apparently, and I'm going to start doing it myself, I think. Just need to find a perfect t-shirt first. (laughs) If you don't have that feeling I was talking about, the knowing that something positive or better is going to come from your efforts, I would say that that means you don't have a clear vision of what the new goal is. What is the desired outcome of the effort around the change? If it's not something you understand, feel part of or appreciate, obviously it's not something you want to put in an effort for. But that point I've considered to be so obvious, I found it difficult to understand why so many people practice resistance rather than wanting to see the potential benefits of the change. If you feel triggered now, or if I'm stepping on your toes, I am so, so sorry. That is not my intention. And please write to me and share your experience around change. If that's the case, I really want to learn from you. Like I said, I love change because I consider it to be growth. Change is growth. Or like my mentor, John Maxwell says, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. And it's true. Change is constant. Everything is changing every day. If you heard the episode yesterday, well, I can tell you my life has changed since then. I am one day even older and my daughter is thrilled. On the topic of change, this morning I participated in a mastermind group meeting with fellow leaders from the John Maxwell team from all over Europe. We meet uh, every Thursday morning and talk about different perspectives of leadership and personal development. Today's topic was... Creating positive change. We discussed a chapter from a book called Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by John Maxwell. Um, We have incredibly valuable conversations in our group and I thought I would share some of my greatest takeaways from today. If you're leading your team, your company, a volunteer organization or even your family through change right now, here are some points to consider particularly On the point that you need to allow time for them to accept the change before taking action. Number one. Who is most likely to be the slowest and most resistant to the change? Try to answer all their questions and be aware that they might be the last one to come around. That does not mean that you have to delay for weeks just for that one last person. It's more a matter of being aware of where the potential roadblockers are. Number two. Who has the most valid opinions? Who has a foot on the pedal? Who's involved in the mechanical process? Who knows the customers best? Who has most experience in the day-to-day operations? Gather all the data you can from them and make them feel very included in the decision-making process to get them on board with their full acceptance and desire to move into action. Number three, hear everyone, possibly through an online survey if there are too many to see one-to-one. Make a decision you believe is best for the group with one eye on the results of the survey. If you have one opinion and everyone else has another, I think you need to take a look at your plan. Is it not good? Is is there something wrong with it? Or have you not shared enough information with your team for them to see your big picture? And last but not least, number four, Remember that 20% of people are against everything 100% of the time. Don't let them slow you down or hold you back. The naysayers will always be naysayers. As a general rule in change, we overestimate the goal or the end result, and we underestimate the process of who we become or what is happening throughout that process of getting there, the growth that will come from going through the process that's the real change. Change is growth. Ask yourself, what are you learning? How are you getting better? And how are you growing from it? Change is constant. So why be resistant to it? Be smart. Embrace it. Go all in and grow. If you feel a lot of resistance towards change, perhaps the law of sacrifice will give you a different perspective. You have to give up something of value in order to gain something of greater value. In a situation of chaos, which could be where we are right now, our world as we know it has come to a stop. So many things have changed and perhaps there's a sense of lack of information about the future. Who knows what will happen? A lot of people are feeling stressed from the uncertainty and from the loss of stability So what's the best way to handle this transition, this period of change? Focus on the things that are certain. Focus on the facts you know to be true or safe. Focus your thoughts and attention on sources, activities, and persons who make you feel confident, supported, and appreciated. And then keep doing that until you feel that you have created a sense of stability in the midst of chaos. That is owning your mind space. That may very well be the destination of your summer holidays. So make it a great place to be. I want to share a perspective on change. It also came up this morning in the Mastermind. I will talk about God now, but this is not a conversation around God. It's about a perspective on change. So one of the participants said, the only thing that doesn't change is God. I asked permission to share different perspective not saying that he is not right just sharing a different perspective I hope that is very clear so from my perspective God or who or what God is to me in my life has changed dramatically for the record I grew up where most people are not religious Um, so initially to me God was that old man painted in the ceiling of the cold church where I grew up He was peeking out from a cloud with his long white beard hanging out, just looking at us. Then when I heard about all the children starving in Africa, I felt that God is someone very unfair. Then he was the one that some people talk to. I was curious about that. And then when I lived in London, Joan Osborne sang that song. What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us? Just a stranger on the bus, trying to make his way home. So now we all know that I can't sing. But I had that going on. Then he became the one who never answers. I was going through some really tough times, and I was trying to have a conversation with him. I had questions, but he never answered. I couldn't hear it anyway. Then I started to think that God is possibly something incredibly large, powerful, the whole of everything. I have wondered lately if God is maybe my enabler, but I don't know. So from my perspective, and I'm not saying that it's right, I'm just saying it's an example of how different perspectives can change a fact. Like someone saying, the only thing that is certain is that God doesn't change. I hope that I haven't offended anyone with this. It's not a cause I'm pushing, it's just A thought around the fact that we have so different perspectives that sometimes what is a fact to someone can be a maybe to someone else. I said in the beginning that I have always enjoyed change. Perhaps to be fully transparent, I should add that lately there has been one area where I cannot say that change has been fully enjoyable. It has actually been extremely tough, extremely tough. The toughest thing I've ever done from a mental perspective and from a physical perspective, but most mentally, and with that, I mean the incredibly hard work i've put it I've put in when it comes to willpower and discipline, and ultimately all about willpower because if there is no will behind, there will be no action of discipline, none <clears throat> the thing that has been so incredibly tough, is that over the past two months and one day, but who's counting, I've been on a mission to regain my body the way I want it to be. The hardest thing I've ever done. Breaking my very unhealthy eating habits I had created over the past four months. Extreme overeating. You you wouldn't believe it if I told you, but mainly consuming sugar day on end. I will tell you all about that in an upcoming episode. And how I've managed to create mindset mastery. Which is when you're at a point where you're not affected by resistance. Laziness, lack of energy, lack of time, lack of motivation. The wrong attitude and all the other reasons we decide not to put in the work. But instead you follow through. You're fully committed. Thank God. No pun intended. There's growth with change. I want to end with a story about Gandhi and his sugar. There was a woman who walked with her son many miles and several days to come to Gandhi. She is very worried about her son's health because he's eating too much sugar. She comes to Gandhi and says, Please, sir, can you tell my son to stop eating sugar? Gandhi looks at her and thinks for a bit and finally says, uh, Okay, but not today. Bring him back in two weeks. She's disappointed and takes her son home. Two weeks later... She makes the journey again and goes to Gandhi with her son. Gandhi says to the boy, You must stop eating sugar. It's very bad for you. The boy has such respect for Gandhi that he stops and he lives a healthy life. The woman is confused and asks him, Gandhi, please tell me, why did you want me to wait two weeks to bring back my son? Gandhi said, Because before I could tell your son to stop eating sugar... I had to stop eating sugar myself. Be the change you wish to see, is what he said, right? I'd love to hear what change you're going through and how you're dealing with it. Thank you for listening.